Hey guys, how's it going? Welcome to the Shoes with Biscuit podcast. I'm Alex Whiteley, uh, back again. And today uh, we're going to be talking about something that um, I like to talk about. I like to talk about things that are, are not of my world, I guess, because um, they're, they're the conversations that we need to have. Uh, and today I'm speaking to, is it Olivia or Liv? It's Olivia. Olivia uh, from Locks to Lashes. Yep. Um, and uh, we're going to be talking about your your salon and, 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 and your, you and how you kind of became who you are today, the struggles and the challenges and the, the good things, the bad things that have happened. Um Oh, and are you from Shrewsbury originally? Are you? Originally from London. Oh, are you? Born in London and grew up in Wales, mid oh. Wales. Oh, right, okay. Yeah. I grew up in Wrexham. Uh, nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, um, so, what what would lead you into um, sort of the health and beauty, hair and beauty sort of? Is, is it just something that you're born to do? Is it something? Um, I think I've always been drawn to the creative side of life um and I've always wanted to do something arty um and I started off with Tony and Guy hairdressing in Shrewsbury back in the day um and got my job there as an assistant um and it's my passion sort of followed on from there really with hairdressing um yeah and beauty um we spoke to Manola Moss a while ago um I love her to bits she's fantastic and she does eyelash extensions Mm and um it's obviously it's not well that I'm I'm, I don't have any hair guys um I did I I used to I used to really look after my hair and look after it and I miss it very much um but I like finding out about these things because it's 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 important um when you when you step into this world, uh, what challenges does uh, someone face when it comes to um, becoming um, your own artist, your own stylist, and not falling into the the, uh, the, the I guess the mistakes that people make? Um, I think you've got to have the passion for it and the flair. Um, it's if if you you know if you enjoy doing it, then you you create your own kind of style, um, and that's with Tony and Guy. That's what they sort of helped me do in my career. Um, they're quite an arty, you know, top top quality salon and good trainers. So, well, I know the name Tony and Guy. I think everybody does. It's yeah. kind of a big name. Is that is that a lot of pressure at stepping into something like that? Yeah, than- it's, it's it's yeah, it's um, it's like I say, it's it's hard work. But you know, to be a good hairdresser, you've got to you've got to go through. Is it like dog eat dog, or is there lots of people to help you out? There's lots of people to help you out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The training, the guys that taught us, you know, model nights and things. They were all, you know, they they showed us all their skills and stuff. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No, it's good. It's good. I imagine it's a lot of pressure though isn't it when you're like you know you're colouring someone's hair or you're doing something that could be you know it's permanent you know you cut, cut yeah. something it's permanent lots of pressure there yeah um, I made lots of mistakes when I was younger but really you learn from your mistakes you know and what's like that. the worst thing that's ever happened and you've gone like oh my god but you can laugh about it now but at the time it was probably really devastating towards um I cut this girl's hair once at Francesco's and completely bodged it up and uh, it was a bob graduated bob haircut and it got shorter and shorter and wonkier and wonkier wow <laughs> and the mother just sort of looked at me in disgust um <laughs> and I was pretty pretty shaken up by it but um again I never did it again so Wow. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 I couldn't put myself into that much. But, you know, it's, it's, it goes for a lot of things, doesn't it? Whether it's wedding photography, yeah. whether it's hairdressing, uh, whether it's tattoo artists. Mm. You need, these are things that you need to have that kind of that real focus. Otherwise, you're going to you're gonna cause yeah. yourself issues. Yeah. And I guess you, there's only so, much, so many mistakes you can make before. Yeah, it's yeah. the responsibility of somebody's life at the end of the day, isn't it? You know, yeah. your hair your hair is everything to you. And if it's not right, then... Unless you've got none like me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, What are the... So, Tony and Guy, you're there. Yeah. How long were you there for? I was there for a good four years. Good four years. Yeah, so we trained for a good two years. uh, And then you go to a bartering 
uh, academy where you pass off all your cuts within six weeks Um, and then once you've qualified you're then able to go on the shop floor and let loose on people's hair I love that Um, loose yeah (laughs) Um, and then I moved over to Francesco's for a couple of years and got some more good training Um, and then I had my own little salon at home for a little while and then decided to open up Locks Lashes in uh, Ellesmere Road so when did you open up Locks Lashes that was 2017 2017 Mm. okay um and you, so, like, you go from being trained and being part of being part of a, a very glamorous cog in a machine, <laughs> I guess you can put, but to be in the machine. Yeah. How is that? I mean, well, it sounds very daunting. Yeah, it's scary. <laughs> Where does this go? I'm sorry, I'm late. <laughs> Where we haven't got any of this. We got uh, all these problems that you have yeah, to deal with all of yeah, a sudden. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, you, you've got to be focused. You know, you've got to be focused and and have the answers and and you know, get on with it. Um, running my own business, it's been it's been tough at times, you know. It's especially when COVID hit, we'd only been established a couple of years, and just started to, you know, make something of ourselves, and then had to close for a good year and a bit. So it's um, yeah, it's been tough. And lots of people had those COVID haircuts, didn't they? Yes, they uh, did. Became... Redos. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, okay, yeah, it was terrible. It really was, and I'm not gonna. Nobody's ever gonna deny that. It was, it was a, a terrible time for a lot of people, special people, you know, with, with hair or mm. close-up stuff, uh, tattoos, like I said, mm. um, anything, massaging, uh, all these kind of things gone completely. Yeah. Uh, how did you, how did you cope with all that? You know? It was really hard to begin with because something that I had a passion for. I started to not have a passion for because I was out of the loop, you know, you'd, you'd back open your clothes, you back open again. And it was hard work mentally, um, you know, to do something that I love and then to have that sort of taken away from you. And, you know, I mean, you couldn't even do it at home because, you know, you, you weren't allowed. So it was, yeah. Yeah, it was tough and daunting having to, you know, having my own business and thinking, well, how am I going to rerun it again, you know, um, in a new way? Did salons have any help from the government? Or yeah, but did? it was slow. It was slow, like a lot of other help for other people. Mm. Um, but yeah, eventually the help came in and, and we were, you know, we got what we needed. But, you know, we were we were one of the last. And um, since then, we've been recognised as not just hairdressers, you know, people that, you know, support their clients and friends. and You, you know. offer you offer people confidence. Yeah, yeah, you know, definitely. That's what definitely. You, you do. I went to, um, I went to the, uh, the Turkish barber on Mardol, uh, great guys. Um, we were good before we went to Greece. We were yeah. in Greece on holiday. I was like, I have no hair, but can I go for a beard trim? And like the nose things, they took the nose yeah. things in there. And you know what? Afterwards, I felt amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Even yeah. though there's like not a lot to look at, yeah. do you know what I mean? But I was just like, ah, oh, yeah, it looked after personal me. care, isn't it? You know, yeah. and it makes you feel good. And when that's taken away, you know, you feel pretty awful, don't you? So, yeah. Uh, and obviously you've got a team to look after, you know, yeah, as well. Um, yeah. Did you guys keep in touch when all that went? Yeah, we used to do FaceTimes, you know, and have a drink like everyone else did. <laughs> a couple of glasses of wine and check in. Um, but yeah, it was it was a scary it was a scary time. And, you know, the girls on furlough, were they going to get paid? How are they going to be supported? How was I going to support them? Especially with just being a new a new business, you know, not established for over 10 years. Mm you know but um, your clientele as well you know you've got this yeah. book of people that would come to you or, yeah. um that's all gone did, did that kind of come back straight away or i guess like lots of people needed haircuts after after the pandemic yeah a lot of them have come back um a lot of them have learned to live with hair color you know box dyes um to to you know leave the haircuts for longer than six to eight weeks 
Um, so we were finding that people were coming back, you know, uh, within longer periods of time. But they've all, most of them have come back. Oh, that's and, good. And, yeah, supported us. So I was like... Uh, I always talk about this coiled spring. Uh, like, oh, he's going on about his spring again. Like that's what COVID was. Everything's this coiled spring, and then everything yep. opened again. And now we deal a lot with, with, with festivals and businesses and things where you know there was there was a, a definitely a, a, an effect after COVID where everybody wanted everything all at once: yeah. holidays, haircuts, yeah. uh, events, festivals, pubs. I went. We, we went around the pubs uh, when they were first able to open again. You had to like book tables and yeah. apps and stuff like that, and it was horrendous. It was. Absolutely, yeah. I was like, why did we even bother with this? It was just so busy. Um, did you guys manage to manage it okay or was it overwhelming yeah, it was quite overwhelming because if you can imagine you've been out of work for what six months to a year um, you know and then suddenly you've got to redo all your books and you've got to ring around all your clients and obviously when we do our rebooking system you know the ones that were booked in before you have to you know manage your books properly and get those ones in first and then you've got new clients coming in so you know it, it took a fair while to go through the imagine. system yeah. and make sure that everything was fair for, for all the clients did you get your whole team back or did you have to train new people in? no or? no we've got everybody in yeah, yeah good yeah. good good um I've got a good friend, Sati. She used to run SY1. I know, Sati. Yeah, she worked for her. She's amazing. Yeah, and yeah. I love her very much. And uh, um, I learned a lot of, from her and how she would have to manage things because it's not easy, is it? No. Um, and, um, you know, if it, uh, these are things that are transferable onto life, mm. into many different aspects of life. Yeah. Um, when you're responsible for people's hair, for people's, for the business, yeah. uh, for people's livelihoods, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now we're here to talk to you talk really about locks to lashes because you guys have made a decision to go green right yeah. Eth completely ethical with mm -hmm. I was ch I was chatting to someone this morning and um, about this this interview because <laughs> I can talk about the inside of a ping pong ball for, for about two hours right I can talk about no, I was I, I messaged message you on email I was like oh, I had a really good conversation about water for yeah. about 20, 20 minutes it's really interesting conversation um, um, and when it comes to this. It is a huge segue into a, quite a, a conversation that we could have for probably a couple of hours. Mm -hmm. Because when you, when you, my friend was saying, "Oh well, aren't salons like known for using chemicals and mm -hmm. stuff? How do you do that? How do you go green?" So, yeah. how so, <laughs> and why? Well, we work with a company called Green Salon Collective. Okay. And they work with all these different salons, and what we do is we recycle everything, so zero waste to landfill. Um, chemicals, obviously you put them in a bag and they deal with them. They don't go down the drain, etc. Okay. Um, things like foils get recycled, um, plastic, um, everything, metal, glass, all that sort of stuff. Hair, people's hair gets recycled. And the cool thing about that is that they use it for uh, mopping up oil spillages in the sea. Um, really? Yeah, and using it for garden twine. Hair. Yeah, it's great. I know. <laughs> Can you imagine? I know. <laughs> yeah, so all this, all these oil spills, they sort of found out that if you put it into a, a sort of net that you, you can just basically mop up all the oil. So it soaks it all up, which is great. That's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. And uh, garden twine, you know, for sort of pinning back your roses and things. They've discovered that they can make, you know, a sort of rope-like type uh, thing. So yeah, it's good. That's that's pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, it's good. I realise the hair is so versatile. I mean, I, I know there's like, like there's um, there's there's uh, cancer charities and things that make wigs. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you know, they make wigs in general, hair extensions yeah. and stuff. Um, that's cool. Um, how was that as a transition though to to go from, um, you know, because it's not just you, it's your whole team yeah. making sure everybody's yeah. doing the right things and putting the right things in the right places and stuff. How was that? It was pretty easy because we all sort of had a, you know, we all had a chat about it and wanted to do something for the environment. 
Um, so we, with, with Green Salon Collective, you get these bins and they're labelled hair, plastic, etc. You've got the recyclable bags and things. It's just giving a bit of, you know. I do always wonder what they do with all that hair they, they, they sweep up. You're yeah, like, it's a lot of hair, a lot of yeah. hair. And if every salon can do it, then you can imagine what, what they can do for the environment. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, it was pretty easy. You know, it's um, something that we've wanted to do. Uh, all that waste that salons can produce... It seems silly to... I can imagine. I can imagine. Yeah. Um, did, it, did it affect, like, your business? Did people start coming to you because because you were more ethical? Yeah, we've had a couple of new clients, to be fair, considering, you know, you know. so we, we charge a £1 fee. How it works is £1 fee for every client that that comes, if they're happy to recycle their hair, etc. Mm-hmm. Then that goes towards the cost of the pickup of the guys who work for Green Salon Collective. They come and get our, our you know, our recyclable stuff. Um, clients have come in knowing that we're, we're a green salon. They advertise for us. You know, they're happy. They won't do their own part. Good. So, yeah, good. No, it's been a good good transition. Yeah. Um, and, like, as far as, like, the, the stuff you use for your hair, it's all the same stuff. You just yeah. deal with it in a, in a more... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, responsible yeah. manner. The company that we use, they're all eco-friendly anyway. Kevin Murphy, who we use, uh, who we, the products that we use, they take the plastic out of the ocean and use it for their bottling anyway. Um, you know, they're all vegan-friendly, etc. Not tested on animals, so it's not, we don't work with really harsh chemicals anyway. No. So yeah. Um, have you had? Uh, this is going to sound like a weird question, and I'm trying not to be negative. I've kind of had to start being negative lately at the moment because I'm having to defend an awful lot of people at the moment. Weirdly, on social media, I don't know what it is, but social media is just, it's bad anyway. Mm. But at the moment, it just seems to be collapsing in on itself. Mm. But have you had a lot of naysayers? People go, No, not at all. Yeah? All our clients have come to us because, well, the new ones, because they want to be green, you know, they don't want yeah. to come to a green salon. The ones that were already a clients of ours, they're happy they didn't, enough. Probably yeah. didn't notice. Yeah. No, not at all. And they were happy to do because it's, it's, it's a weird thing you know where um something will be brought up uh, on on social media about about the environment or something and people are just nuts aren't they yeah um in the comment threads and stuff um so i'm glad i'm glad that's kind of um he's kind of just slotted in yeah. well yeah there. yeah no it's been good good choice I and mean, you know we want to do something for the environment you know our grandchildren our children you know so yeah, no, it's been a good choice. Yeah, fantastic. And uh, where, 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 where do you go from from here now? Do you, I mean, do, do you stick with the one salon? Do you, do you, do you um, franchise out? What would you like to do with your career? With my career, I would like to have a couple of salons. Yeah. Um, little tiny boutique salons dotted around in places. Um, but it's just working on this business and getting it up and running again since oh, COVID yeah. and making sure that that one's, you know. Have you caught up yet or is it still? Yeah, we're, yeah. Getting, yeah, we're getting there now. It's, it's good. Um, but of course, COVID's hit again and, you know, you've got cancellations, but, mm. you know, everyone rebooks and things. But I think the future, I'd like to have a couple of salons. Lots of people going on all day at the moment. I guess yes. it's your busiest Yes, nails time. and beauty. And, yeah. 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 Um, uh, what are the biggest challenges when it comes to to run in your own business? What, what, what are the things that keep you up at night? Like, oh my God, I wish that just go away. Making sure that everyone's happy and everything's going to run, run smoothly the next day. Um, you know, what happens in the future, uh, you know, especially when we were closed down for lockdown, you know, we, none of us expected it. So, mm, you know, yeah. if anything like that happens again, you've got to be prepared. Yeah. Um, we can't say never, can we? We can yeah, never say never. No, exactly, exactly. And just, yeah, just general, just making sure that you, you know, you, you're delivering a good service. 
Um, I, I remember an interview I did for a, a podcast I used to do. It's still, it's still. by the way, guys, it still exists. If you do want to go back and listen to some of our You Suck um, episodes, US, UK um, episodes are still there. And we did a really good one with um, a, a NASCAR driver called uh, Jesse Uruji. Really nice guy. And he's a very successful business guy. Um, he, drive, he created his own um, X, uh, NASCAR Xfinity team. And he's he's very you know successful. And I asked him like, how do you do that? How do you become the person you are and and run all this? And he's like, I have a system. And one of the first things I do is I, I wake up and you're not supposed to look at your phone. But I do. Yeah. I look at my phone, check for any fires that I need to put out. That's it, straight yeah. away. Go on your emails and have a look. See if there any problems. Mm-hmm. And I kind of took a lot from him. You know, that's yeah. the first thing I do now. Is check my phone, make sure everything's running smoothly. Yeah. yeah. I think you've definitely got to have structure and you've got to have a schedule in place and you've got to be organized. Definitely. Mm. Um, and you've got to be on it all the time. Um, there are there like, there are like a super, uh, a lot of amount. I think Shrewsbury is famous for coffee shops and salons, mm-hmm. right? There's lots, lots there. Yeah. Um, do you guys talk to each other? Uh, have you guys got a good communication? Um, is a good, 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 um, uh, uh, environment amongst you guys yeah I mean I know a few girls that have got salons in town we're just slightly out of town so yeah. we don't you know sometimes if you're in town you network you know you work with salons you work with with companies you yeah. know and but um, because we're just outside in Ellesmere Road you know we're slightly out of it but we do know quite a few people that have got their own salons um, you know and it's successful and it's a good community you know it's 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 you know everyone should help each other yeah you know it's um, totally agree yeah totally definitely. agree um, I, when it, obviously you, you've been, you've been experienced, you've been you've gone right through the ranks, yeah. you know, from the beginning right to own, own, mm-hmm. owning your business. Um, are you at a stage now where you can look at a young person doing hair and spot that talent? That girl is going to be a star. <laughs> yeah, you can. I think you can. You can look at people and, and know whether or not they've got the flair yeah. for the job. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I think I'd be terrible. <laughs> I'd be so terrified to touch someone's hair. Like, oh my god, I'm going to ruin it. <laughs> the first time I did when I was left on the shop floor as a you know as a mo- on a model night, I yeah, it was it was scary. I um, when I was in Wrexham, when I grew up in Wrexham, uh, when I when I when I grew up in Wrexham, I, I grew up in Wrexham when I was in Wrexham. <laughs> There was one of those signs on the door. I had longish hair then. I had hair once, guys. And they were like, models wanted. And I was like, okay, I went in. And they, they did like blonde highlights and, and they did all the idea. I always remember that. That's the classiest I think I've ever had my hair. Yeah. I think I was about 16. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Say someone's listened to this and they, they want to one day own their own business or businesses. Mm. Uh, they're at the beginning, that first rung of the ladder. Uh, what advice would you would you give them? I'd say get a business coach. Definitely, that helped yeah. me a lot. Yeah, um, make sure you're organised. Get some help. Get some info off people. Network. Um, do your homework. Do your budgeting. Get a business plan in place, um, and just go for it. Don't you, deviate from the plan. No, just Keep get, stick get, to the plan. Yeah, stick to the plan. And once you're confident, then you can start. You know, branching off. Um, make sure you know your numbers <laughs> numbers are always good you know uh, when you're running a business from budgeting to w- what's coming into your bank account yes of course making sure you don't overspend money in the bank isn't always yours so <laughs> yeah and just 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 do it I think you know it's great advice as well just to be able to like just 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 go yeah just fly just yeah. do it yeah. you know because you're always going to regret it if you don't 
And if you don't succeed, you get on and do something else. You know, it's not the end of the world, is it? No. You know? And they say deviate from the plan. I always say, oh, you know, stick to the plan. I'm always deviating yeah. from the plan. I'm always like, wait, we can do this as well. Yeah. We can do this as well. <laughs> Overwhelm myself. Oh, my God, I can't do this. Can't do that. Can't do that. Yeah, I'm, I'm terrible for it. I'm always taking in too much. And, and I, it sounds like I'm complaining. I love what I do, by the way, you know, walking around with the cameras and the mics, going to the festivals and speaking, speaking to you guys, you know. Um, but uh, sometimes I, I say yes too much. Yeah. And before I know it, I'm kind of like, I've done too much. Yeah. You know, uh, the Fair fun enough. part is getting the interviews. The hard part is making sure that people can hear them, mm. you know. Yeah. Um, uh, what would you say to uh, a, a, a company or a, you know, a salon that's listening to this that isn't green? Yeah, um, green. Yeah. <laughs> get get on it. Get on the green train. Yeah. Um, I think it's massively important, and if we can all try and do a little bit of something to help the environment and the future of the, you know your grandchildren, your children, and yourselves, do it. You know, it's you know, it's there's no there's no bad in any of it. No. It's all good. Uh, all I can say is, you know, the signs of global warming um, are starting to show on a massive scale yeah. now. Yeah. It's flash terrible flash flooding in in australia mm. um over the last few weeks the fires in california that yeah. terrible bushfire they had across the whole of australia there's so much going on right now you can't deny it you yeah. can't deny what's going on with this planet whether it's natural whether it's we're making it worse if we can help it slow it down and and help the planet in that way then i think we should all do our bit right yeah, definitely definitely oh. um businesses are, are, are like children aren't they you got to make sure they're nurtured yeah. and they're going to make sure that um nothing's going wrong make sure they survive and things like that um what is what, what what are the things that you put into your business to make sure that it runs smoothly um have you, have you got to keep things fresh you got to keep things stable or, or is there a mixture of both just got to make sure like in our industry that the customer care is there and that your clients are always happy yeah um, that your team are trained up, um, that you're in introducing new things, new treatments, new hair colours. You don't want to get stale as a business, you know. There's got to keep fresh with new ideas. Yeah, definitely. Look at fashion and yeah, and the hairdressing's moving moving so quickly. You know, it's a fashion industry at the end of the day, and yeah. fashion doesn't just stop. No, there. no. So you've always got to be going on fresh training courses. You know, keeping up, otherwise you get left behind. Hmm. Um, and just making sure that you've got the knowledge. Yeah, I always love looking at. Well, this is the barbers, obviously, but I'm like looking at the barbers. I take my boy to get his hair cut, and I look at the pictures. You know, one to a million, whatever it is. You got you know Zac Efron one side, David yeah. Beckham one. I love seeing the David Beckham one because I'm like, there, that's so 2006. Yeah, <laughs> this one over here is 2001. I mean, this is 1955. Like, yeah, <laughs> you've got to stay on top of things, haven't yeah. you? Yeah, I mean, I suppose fashions do come back around, don't they? Yeah, yeah. they do. So some of the haircuts will never go out of fashion. Bob's. Bobs are a classic haircut, which you can, you know, you can tweak and make mm. make to look funky or just a classic, you know, classic cut. Mm. But yeah, definitely training is training is key. Yeah, making sure you're fresh. Uh, let, let's talk about your the, the business. What you guys offer then as a business? Somebody's listening now, thinking, oh, I need I need a salon actually. What do you guys offer as a service? Do, is it just hair? Do you do hair and beauty? Obviously, we do hair and beauty. We've got uh, we do gel nails, eyelash um, perming. We do eyebrow waxing, tinting. Um, we do all aspects of hairdressing. So we do wedding hair, we do colours, cuts, um, treatments, blow dries. Yeah, we offer quite a bit. And uh, where can people find you, like on social media and stuff like that? So, social media, we've got an Instagram page, Locks to Lashes. So that's L O C K S number two, Lashes, all one word. And again, the same on Facebook. Um, and also, we're on Google My Business as Locks to Lashes. 
Mm. Um, yeah, so. What's your favourite aspect of the business? Is it hair or is it the nails and stuff? Well, I solely do the hairdressing. So, yeah, I, I, I do the hair and I enjoy yeah. doing hair. Yeah. Do you do nails? Sorry, I just said yes, nails. Yes, we yeah, do, yeah. Do nails, yeah, yeah, we do nails. Um, yeah, my wife's always looking for, for places to get nails done. So I'll send her yeah. your way next yeah. time she needs those done. Yeah, brilliant. Um, well, thank you for chatting to me. Um, it's, it's been really nice um, getting to know, because like I, I, I kind of fumble my way around these conversations. I probably should have invited a co-host that knows what they're talking about, but I feel like we've, we've done quite a, yeah, a bit. Unless good. there's anything I've missed. Is there anything that you want to talk about that you were... No, you, no. Think, no it's been good. Yeah. Oh, good. A guy without hair successfully has a conversation about hair. That's, <laughs> that's fantastic. I love it. Um, right, guys, before we go, we need to talk about something. All right, we need to talk about Pod Aid. Okay, uh, this is a, a 24-hour live podcast that we're going to be doing in September. Starts at 9am on the 29th of September and carries on till 9am on the 30th of September. We use that day because it's uh, it coincides with um, International Podcast Day. Um, and this is a 12, we're going to have cameras, microphones. We're going to be at Love to Stay for the whole time, 24 hour long guests. Uh, Charles Denscom from Micro Videos has given us a TV camera. Uh, I've got my microphones. Uh, we've got a venue. Reach are, are our sponsors, so they're sorting us out with our, our logos and our graphic design. Last last year, they made us look so sexy. They brought all those stuff, banners and everything, t-shirts. It was fantastic. Um, so we've got them, um, and we're going to be raising as much money as possible for Lingen Davis. Last year, we raised over three thousand pounds. It was amazing. We're going to try and beat that this year. Um, now, the way we can do this is we're going to be selling hour-long sponsorships um, for £100. So for an hour long, uh, what, what you get is you'll, you will display your logo on the screen. I will give you an audible shout-out. Hey, this hour is brought to you by... And every single penny goes to Lingen Davis. Um, and now the show is it's kind of half UK-based, half American-based. So like during the day when the UK is awake, uh, we'll put all our UK sponsors. And then when Amer you know America wakes up and the UK goes to bed, we'll put some American sponsors on. That's kind of how it's going to work. We've got half of our team in LA, half of our team over here in Shropshire. So it's very good. If you want to get involved... If you want to buy a, a sponsorship uh, hour slot off us, please get in touch. Oh, I am determined to sell every single one. We've got 24 up for grabs. We've sold a few already. Uh, we could do with your help. Um, so, yeah, pod is going to be fantastic. Um, oh, that, that's such a ramble when I do that. <laughs> you guys you guys are used to it on the show, but oh, I have to take a proper deep breath when I go in for that. Thank you for chatting to me, Olivia. Thank you very much. It's been great. And um, we'll catch you guys next time. Uh, thanks for listening to The Biscuit. Peace out. <laughs>